Hello and thank you for tuning into Sideline Story, your destination for sports news analysis and discussions. I am your host, Brandon Yates, and as always, I'm joined by my co-hosts, Fuyu and Yang Guang. And today we will be chatting about the new winter World Cup experience. And Yang Guang, I'd like to start with you. What do you think will be different and unique, potentially, about this year's World Cup? Um, For us in China and who live in Northern Hemisphere to watch a World Cup in winter would be one-of-a-kind experience, I would say. Uh, normally, fans in China would go with their friends to a bar, or for me personally, probably a barbecue restaurant to have some cold beer with some snacks while watching the games. But this year, I guess, it would be like uh, a bunch of friends having a steaming hot pot in a very warm and crowded restaurant. Well, through the window, uh, snow is seen falling outside. It's, it's also a lovely picture if you if you think about it. Um, I I know some of the hot pot restaurants have made special arrangements in Beijing, uh, like decorating with more football elements and World Cup elements, setting up big screens for live broadcast games, and uh, extending their opening hours to accommodate to the kickoff time. Um, speaking of which, um, I think the schedule of some of the games are more friendly for Chinese fans this year. Uh, we can have some games starting from uh, 6 p.m. or 9 p.m., which is perfect time to watch football. Um, this also made this World Cup kind of special. Yeah, I think that's interesting from the Chinese perspective. Of course, you know, the weather will be a lot colder than you've been used to in um, previous World Cup campaigns. And I think the fact that a lot of the games will be on a more reasonable time in terms of you know viewing hours for Chinese fans I think that's also going to be fantastic for um, you know uh, football fans from that country and I think you know the different foods the different drinks and maybe the different um, social gathering aspects I think will make it a very unique and interesting World Cup from China's perspective I know in South Africa um, the World Cup is going to be on in the middle of summer so I think that will be very different for us you know it's going to be very uh, warm temperatures in South Africa I mean not that it ever gets you know, as cold in South Africa as it does in China or other, you know, northern hemisphere countries or continents. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a lot warmer than we've um, experienced for previous FIFA World Cups that normally happen during the um, winter or autumn months in South Africa. For you, from um, from your perspective, what do you think for for you will be different and unique um, for this World Cup that's happen- happening at a pretty um, unique time of the year compared to previous tournaments that we've experienced? Yeah, um, first of all, I think it's interesting that you mentioned the temperatures. Um, this is the first time that the World Cup is being held in the Middle East, apart from the fact that it is uh, being held in winter in the Northern Hemisphere for the first time. And um, even though we know winter in the Middle East Uh, in Qatar in particular, is very mild, with temperatures during the World Cup expected to average 20 degrees Celsius. It's still a desert climate and could be very dry. This is um, also the first time that the World Cup has been held in that part of the world. So I believe it may take some teams or certain players some sometime to get used to the climate. I say some players because although Qatar is a new World Cup host, um, not all of the players are complete strangers to this country because many clubs, 
such as Bayern Munich, um, often go on winter training camps there. And Asian players or those who play at Asian clubs will also have had the chance to play in Qatar during their past Asian Champions League campaigns. But it's still exciting to imagine football's ultimate tournament being held in Qatar and in winter. Um, the following four weeks should be very interesting. And when it comes to the teams, all but hosts Qatar have participated in previous World Cups. So the hosts have home advantage, but the rest of the teams have experience. And in football, neither of those things determines how far a team can go. But I definitely hope they could at least have some impact, even the very subtle ones, because I think the World Cup needs some drama for our entertainment. Yeah, look, I think there's no doubt whatsoever that, um, you know, every World Cup in the past have, has brought some drama and entertainment for a variety of reasons. And I think the fact that it's in a new region and with new temperatures, that will definitely add to it. And I think, you know, we've already discussed the impact that um, the new months and season for this year's World Cup will have you know, the effect that that will have on fans around the globe. But, you know, you also mentioned the, the fact that it will also have an impact on fans and um, even players and teams that are already there. So I think that should be also an interesting element. Yang Guang, do you think that the timing of this year's FIFA World Cup in Qatar will have an effect on the players and teams that are there and potentially the fan to witness this year's FIFA World Cup? Um, I really doubt if the players... All the national teams can play at their highest level at this time of the year. Um, some of the players even played games for their clubs last weekend. And then without any break or just a little transitional time, they need to switch to the national teams. It must be a huge challenge for them. Uh, we know there has been some injuries occurring during this week's training sessions. Like France had called up... Um, Randall Kolokwani after Leipzig striker Christopher Nkunku had to quit the World Cup with a knee injury sustained during training. France also lost um, Kimpembe due to the recent Achilles injury. The other day I saw the news that the top two goalkeepers of Ghana have been left out of the squad because of their recent injuries. So yeah, the timing of the World Cup may have affected the fitness of the players. They have no time to recover from a worn-out half-season with their clubs. Um, it doesn't really look good. And for fans, um, for fans in Northern Hemisphere especially, I think a World Cup in winter means uh, less watching World Cup games from outdoor fan parks on big screens. Uh, actually, um, a consumer survey by a company called Loop Me also found that 84% of those planning to watch the tournament plan to do so from home. Just 8% said they would watch games at a pub or similar venue. That's a survey conducted uh, from the UK. Uh, more than half of those watching at home said they plan to do so simply because it was more comfortable. Uh, clearly, weather plays a big part here. Uh, so yes, the timing does influence the fans' behavior while watching football games. Here, I would strongly suggest the hot pot option mm -hmm. I mentioned earlier for fans in the UK. Um, it, it's a perfect way to hang out with fellow football fans and meantime keep it warm and comfortable. 
That's a fantastic suggestion. I think um, particularly for fans in, in your part of the world and, of course, in the Northern Hemisphere. And I think in South Africa, what, what we do um, when we gather for big sporting events, we have something called a braai, which is basically um, a barbecue. And mm-hmm. I think that we will basically be seeing a lot of that happening around um, South Africa and probably a couple of Afri- African countries um, as the World Cup approaches. But, yeah, I think you mentioned some interesting points there, Yang Guang, the fact that um, – the timing and location of this year's World Cup will seemingly have more of an effect on fans across the globe as opposed to those in Qatar. I think obviously those in Qatar won't have to dress particularly warmly or, um, you know, will enjoy plenty of uh, good weather when they are there in the venues watching the games. But for, you know, major football fans in, you know, European countries, Asian countries, and, you know, a lot of um, Northern Hemisphere nations, I I think the um you know some of those stats that you mentioned are very interesting that there's going to be a lot of people watching at home and i'm hoping that that's going to bring you know families and friends together um closer as opposed to maybe you know going out to pubs and bars and you know interacting with strangers i think i'm hoping it'll have have a, a positive impact on um families and friends that are able to you know keep their world cup celebrations more intimate but i think it's it can still potentially be a very fantastic way of um celebrating this year's FIFA World Cup in a unique and exciting way. Um, For you, from your side, do you think that the timing will have an effect on players and fans, either those in Qatar or, you know, um, fans from around the globe? Yes, um, let me speak more from the fans' perspective. And first of all, I like Yang Guang's suggestion. (laughs) I like the idea of a hot pot while watching World Cup games. Um, I think it depends on where you are it's it's going to change um if this world cup is going to change anything i think timing will make it easier for us to enjoy the games like yang guang earlier mentioned for us in china the world cup is being played on the same continent so the time difference is not that significant and um, 9 p.m 11 p.m games are um a lot easier for us to watch I, i mean it makes us it makes it a lot easier for us to get up for work um, the <laughs> next morning. And um, although it's still not as time-friendly as the 2002 World Cup when it came to yeah. East Asia in South Korea and Japan, I really can't ask for more. And also the World Cup being held in winter this time uh, change fans' behaviors, and according to the result of the survey that Yang Guang just shared, I seem to think as most people do. And um, in China, people usually go to bars and restaurants and stay late to watch the games if they are held in summer. Um, But in the cold temperatures, I doubt many people will want to leave the comfort and warmth of their home and go to a crowded place for the games while risking catching COVID-19. And although uh, a lot of the restaurants are still open and will be showing the World Cup games, actually a colleague this morning just recommended one to me. I will hesitate to join a lot of strangers to watch the World Cup. For me, a football game or other sports competitions it's very personal to me and sitting down watching a football game is a great opportunity for me to spend some quality time with myself so and this time in winter there's no way i'm going to waste that that time with a bunch of strangers 
Ooh, it sounds like this year's World Cup is made especially with you in mind. So you get to watch it at home in the comfort of your own home. The timing, you know, in terms of the hours is perfect. So I think you're going to be watching plenty of games, which is fantastic to hear. And look, I think it's going to be a similar experience, like I said, for a lot of people in the Northern Hemisphere. You know, it'd be a great time to spend some alone time, you know, just, you know, relaxing and enjoying the football or whether it be... You know, families getting together, uh, friends that know each other really well getting together. So it might be a more intimate World Cup experience for for fans in your parts of the world than they used to in the past. And I think that will be a very interesting and unique experience indeed. And I think um, it'll be interesting to see what effects um, the new venue um, and time of the year what effect that has on in terms of viewership numbers. I think, look, I mean, it's the FIFA World Cup. I think viewership numbers will be massive regardless um, but yeah, I think it might have an effect on viewership numbers around the world, which could be interesting also for, you know, a marketing perspective, you know, what effect it has on certain companies and, and that kind of thing and, you know, which teams get watched the most. So, yeah, I think there's a lot of um, unique elements that fans and the players there can look forward to at this year's World Cup that relates to the timing and the location. So uh, time will tell to see. Um, what those effects will be and I think they will be uh, various and they could also be um, well I'm hoping that they will be mostly positive and just speaking of fans and um, their reactions and how the the timing of this year's World Cup will have an effect on them particularly in the northern hemisphere we managed to speak to a few fans based in China and get their reactions on um, the timing and the dates of this year's FIFA World Cup in Qatar and this is what they had to say It's the first time the World Cup takes place in the middle of the European football season. I think many players had been playing conservatively or reserved their strength before the World Cup. I believe the World Cup schedule will also influence the latter part of European leagues even after it ends. The title contention in leagues like the Premier League may be impacted in a certain way. As for the World Cup, I will still pay attention to the powerhouses and see how they perform. I'm also curious about how fans will rate their experience watching the World Cup in Qatar, a country in the desert. After all, it's the first World Cup in the Middle East. The Qatar World Cup is the most expensive one in history. I want to check out how luxurious it is. I've stocked some beer and snacks for the World Cup. Of course, I would not miss fried chicken and other late-night snacks while watching the games. For a World Cup held in winter, I'd like to see how players perform differently from playing in summer. I look forward to the spectacular goals and good performances of the up-and-coming generation players. It is the first workout for many young players. I've not made special arrangements for watching the games. I guess I will check the schedule for some highly anticipated clashes and see how coaches line up their squads. World Cup games in December are very special. For us living in the Northern Hemisphere, we have never watched World Cups during winter. It's a fresh experience. But it has also resulted in packed game schedules in major European leagues. I think this may cause some extra pressure for the players. This year's World Cup is later than usual. My expectations are there would be many dramatic moments during the World Cup. It's also expected to be the last World Cup for Messi and Ronaldo. Whoever wins in the end, I think both of them have had successful careers. 
but I have to say, go for it, Portugal. Um, for you from your side, do you think that any teams might have a particular advantage or disadvantage with the um, the dates of this year's FIFA World Cup? Actually, I don't think the schedule of the World Cup will impact the teams as much as it will impact individual players uh, because the favorites are largely made up of players from Europe or those who play in Europe. And the Winter World Cup comes during the European football season. So that puts some players under an impossibly tight schedule. Some of them were playing for their clubs one weekend and are in Qatar for the World Cup in just a matter of days. Last week uh, in the podcast, we heard from Pep Guardiola, who said there are simply too many games. And I agree that it's very hard for players that they have to fly to Qatar, having played for half a season at their clubs, and then immediately switch to national team mode. And some of them may even have to play with teammates they may not be familiar with and be expected to put on their best form. I think it's ridiculous that they have to play under such a packed schedule. And the worst is it will continue after the World Cup. Players mm-hmm. will resume their club duties once the tournament is over. And it could be easier for players whose national teams are out early because they get a longer break. But who at the World Cup wouldn't want their teams to go further? And this is a dilemma, and I really see no solution for them. Yeah, at this point, I think for players that are based in Europe that are now playing for their national teams at the World Cup, I think it's going to be excruciatingly difficult and potentially painful on their bodies as they approach this World Cup. And we just have to hope that, um, you know, these players are taking care of themselves and and that the relevant management teams and doctors, etc., have a really good plan um, for all of their players, particularly the star players. We don't want to see any major names getting injured uh, during this World Cup and, you know, potentially during the uh, the remainder of the European season when the World Cup is over. So we just have to hope and pray that um, everyone remains fit and healthy and that we can have a fantastic World Cup and um, hopefully when the European season uh, football club season resumes that we still continue to see fantastic action with as few injuries as possible. Um, talking about players in Europe, of course, the name that has been dominating the headlines for the last week or so has, of course, been Cristiano Ronaldo and his sort of sensational interview that he that he uh, gave recently where he um, divulged some pretty incredible um, personal comments about Manchester United and his thoughts about the club, his thoughts about the manager, the ownership, and a couple of other um, topics that he spoke about and revelations that he made. Um, Yang Guang, do you think that this whole Cristiano Ronaldo-Manchester United saga will have an effect on Portugal, Portugal's World Cup campaign? Well, um, hopefully not. It's Ronaldo's last World Cup. No one wants to see it end early uh, because of some off-pitch stories. Uh, In recent press conferences, coach Fernando Santos and the Portugal midfielder João Mario have dismissed concerns that the incident will affect the national team. The interview has nothing to do with us. Zero. He decided to give an interview as many others have. It's personal and doesn't affect the national squad. He doesn't speak about the national squad from what I know. It's a personal interview, very personal actually, and we have to respect that. He is currently unwell. He has a stomach flu, so he won't play Thursday's match. So we are giving him time to rest and recover before we leave for Qatar. 
He's perfectly. He's, he's always uh, happy when he's in national team, you know. So I see him yesterday. He's quite fine, uh, as always. As he said before, um, for him, it's always a pleasure to be here. He's totally focused on national team, and uh, for sure he's going to be a, a big help for us in this World Cup. For us, it's, it's the same. The headlines is always about him, so for us, it's quite the same. I don't see a problem with the timing because everyone always speaks about Cristiano, so it's fine for us. And、um, despite these words, I'm afraid the incident has already caused some harm to the Portuguese team already.、Um, Look at how Ronaldo and his United teammate Bruno Fernandes met on the opening day of the Portuguese training session. It's very awkward scene right there. Everything journalists ask about this team is about this story these days. It's already distraction, and I must say the timing of these interviews is very inappropriate.、Um, regardless of what Ronaldo said,、uh, it's a it's a whole another story we could have、um, talked about whole day. But for Portugal, a team. Fans have high expectations for, as, Brand, as Brandon said earlier,、uh, they have a very good squad this year and could make some major breakthroughs. Such interview is negative for the morale of the squad.、Um, if I'm a teammate to Ronaldo now, I would think,、um, okay, we must take care of his feelings, otherwise he may get angry or frustrated. Yeah, look,、um, myself as a massive Cristiano Ronaldo and Manchester United fan. I mean, this is a topic that I could literally. This could be a like you said, a whole separate podcast. I could talk about this for hours and hours and days and days.、Um, but just focusing on you know the effect on the World Cup and the Portuguese squad, I definitely I can't disagree. The fact that the timing of the the interview is extremely unfortunate,、um, and it remains to be seen what effect it has on the the squad and the overall team's performance. But like you said, the the frosty interaction between Bruno Fernandes and Cristiano Ronaldo,、um, no matter what the squad or you know whatever their media team has to say, it definitely didn't look like a very comfortable greeting between you know two of Portugal's biggest stars. So. Yeah, I think it will. You know, it will undoubtedly have some sort of effect, and, and you know, hopefully for you know Portugal's sake and for Portuguese fans' sake, it doesn't have an overall effect on their performances. But that remains to be seen.、Um, of course, you know, in previous World Cups, we've seen you know s- certain、uh, superstar players perform relatively well, but you know, the likes of Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo in the past have not done particularly well. At the FIFA World Cup, in terms of scoring goals, I know that Messi's reached a World Cup final, but I think just in terms of what we expect from superstars, we don't often see what we expect. We often see、um, some breakout stars、um, emerge at the World Cup. You know, the likes of、um, James Rodriguez in 2014. So, which of the the world's rising stars do you think will have the potential to wow the world at this year's World Cup in Qatar?、Um, on top of my mind, Argentina's、um, Julian Alvarez. The Manchester City forward,、um, he has quietly been a consistent performer with the River Plate and now City.、Uh, I think being a understudy to Erling Haaland has somehow hidden his talent and deserved attention from fans.、Uh, this time at World Cup with Argentina,、um, I expect there would be some highlighting moments for him.、Um, other names I would think of、um, Jamal Musiala, though he has approved himself. Um, a star already with Bayern Munich.、Uh, of course, there there are names we are not familiar with now, but could stand well without a hint. World Cup is a great occasion to 
let someone recognized worldwide. And we know the scouts of the top European clubs will be in Qatar also、um, to look for the next Messi or Ronaldo. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you there. I think a couple of the names that you mentioned there could definitely be some names that will、um, have an impact at this year's FIFA World Cup. I think the reasons、um, that you mentioned, Alvarez, are quite interesting. I think that could definitely be someone that potentially has an impact. I also, for some reason, have a feeling that players from England this year are going to have an impact. I, 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 for some reason, I don't know why, but I just see Harry Kane and Phil Foden having a very World Cup, a、uh, very good World Cup. I'm, I'm not sure why, but yeah, like you said, one of the best. Elements of FIFA World Cups that we've seen in the past is that you know sometimes names that we don't even potentially think of end up having really fantastic World Cups and emerge as global superstars. So it will be very interesting to see who that name ends up being at FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022. But that is all we have time for on this week's episode of Sideline Story. Thank you so much for joining us, and of course, as always, we will be back next week with our latest topic, and we will see you then.